Hi, this is John Miller and I'm the Naked Business Coach, stripping business back to its bare basics. As a special bonus, we're giving you a free copy of all the chapters in How to Turn Your Idea into a Multi-Million Dollar Business. Now, this is available on Amazon and you can buy a copy, and hard copy or Kindle version, but before it gets released to iTunes and to Audible, I thought we'd give it to you as a free trial. I hope you enjoy it. It took me some years to write, and I hope you look forward to some of the other things that we've got that you're going to get absolutely free. Thanks so much, and welcome to the Naked Business Coach podcasting channel. The Entrepreneur's Guide Series, How to Turn Your Idea into a Multi-Million Dollar Business and Avoid the Mistakes that Send Most New Business Owners into Bankruptcy by John Miller. Chapter 3, Legal and Compliance. Now we step things up a notch to a discussion of your business lawyer. Since there are so many facets of the law and of the entire legal field, it is too complex to master entirely. Lawyers are generally only experts in those legal areas they specialize in, so make sure you get someone who specializes in business law rather than divorce, for example. You wouldn't ask a plumber to look at your light switch just because they are a tradesman, would you? Lawyers are no different and don't make that mistake. If you will be operating your business in different countries, by all means establish a relationship with an attorney in each location. Another thing to remember is you don't need a disaster before you contact a lawyer. My original understanding when I started my first business was that lawyers should only be consulted when things go wrong. This is far from the truth. Quite often, they can answer your questions and put things in place before anything bad happens so they allow you to be proactive and prepare for potential trouble. As mentioned throughout this book, being successful in business requires planning, and this is true in the legal department as well. Work with your attorney now so you avoid having dramas later. Lawyers aren't just there to pop a band-aid on your legal knee when you have a tumble. There are many important legal and compliance issues that you really need to consider and make decisions on, so discuss these with your lawyer and understand them before you start your business. In this chapter, we provide an overview of the high-profile issues. They are business structures, registration, important legislation, and risk management. Step number eight, business structures. Prior to starting your business, you must decide on the business structure that best suits your needs. Factors to consider as part of this process include the type of business you will be operating, establishment fees and maintenance costs, tax obligations, the level of asset protection you require. To make this process even more complicated, you have several business structures to choose from when you plan your business. Each of these business types has a set of pros and cons. I will present the general structures below. Note that in different countries, these structures differ slightly, but in general, we are talking about the same type of thing. Most of the differences lie in who is responsible for business liabilities and how many individuals are in control. Your attorney and accountant will help you sort these out. The different business types are sole trader for Australia or sole proprietorship, USA, a type of business entity which is owned and run by a single individual who is fully responsible for all liabilities and commitments of the business. Here, fully responsible means the individual is personally liable for the transactions of the company. If the business owes money to a creditor and fails to make good on the obligation, the creditor can go after the individual personally. 
This differs from some of the other structures in that they provide varying levels of protection for the business owners personally. Partnership. A type of business entity in which partners or owners share with each other the profits or losses of the business. Here again, as with the sole trader structure, the partners have limited protections built into the business structure. If they do not carry adequate insurance at the business level, they could end up being personally liable for various failures in the business. Proprietary Limited Company for Australia, Limited Liability Company for USA, or a corporation for USA. An independent legal entity able to do business in its own right. The shareholders own the company and directors run the company. The directors of a company, as well as company employees, can be shareholders. A trust. A business structure whereby the trustee holds property and earns and distributes income on behalf of the beneficiaries. You may also decide to operate your business as a franchise, an agreement under which a franchisor licenses a franchisee to operate a developed method of doing business that is identifiably associated with the franchisor. The franchisor also provides ongoing guidance, systems, and assistance in return for periodic payment of fees and or purchases. In a sense, when you decide to start your business as a franchise, you gain a far amount of established branding business knowledge in return for a franchise fee. The business will start with name recognition and you will not have to establish it. You may also have ready-made distribution channels. This can significantly decrease the amount of time you allocate to becoming profitable. You will, however, be in a tight relationship with the franchisee and your fortunes will go the way of theirs to some degree. Independent Contractor An individual or entity that provides goods or services to another entity under terms specified in a contract. If you provide services to your clients, you might start out as an independent contractor until you build up a client list large enough to launch a more formal company using one of the larger business structures. Home-based business. A small business that operates from the business owner's home office. These types of companies are becoming more popular since the progression of technology, primarily the internet, with its ability to facilitate communication, is making this more attractive as time passes. As computers become faster and more reliable, you are able to do more with your business via remote connections. The existence and evolution of the cloud, shared storage and processing resources, is a testament to this. Keep in mind that your legal and tax obligations and exposures will vary depending on the type of business you choose to operate and the country in which you operate it. So obtain good quality advice before you start. Fail to do so and you might get yourself into a predicament that could end your business. For example, many individuals want to include some level of personal protection in their business structure. If you have employees and one of them gets into a car accident while making a delivery, you certainly do not want to be sued and have all of your personal retirement money taken by lawyers in a long drawn out court battle. To avoid such scenarios, you should form your company as a limited liability company or use one of the other business structures that afford protection of your personal assets. A big insurance policy may not be enough. Savvy attorneys pride themselves on their ability to get into your personal assets. In general, there's a little bit more overhead associated with setting up and running a business under a structure that provides you this inherent, built-in protection. 
You pay a little more in time and money, but you get to sleep better at night knowing that your personal assets are separate from those of the business. It is very important that you carefully consider each business structure to determine which is best suited to your needs. If you fail in this respect, you can literally lose everything. Meet with your accountant, business advisor, business coach, financial planner, and possibly even a business lawyer to get it right the first time. Did I mention get it right the first time? Step 9. Business Registration, Licenses, and Permits When you're starting up a new business, you must find out what registration and license requirements apply to you in your region or country. This can be confusing and somewhat complex since local, state, territorial, and federal governments all handle the different registration and licensing needs for various aspects of your business. Not only is it complex now, but government over time tends to increase in complexity rather than simplify. So don't be surprised if you need the help of a professional. You can do some local research so that you understand your obligations in regards to registering your business name if you want to be a sole trader, a partnership, or a trust. Registering your business structure if you decide to operate as a company. Registering your domain if you want to trade online. Registering your trademark if you want to legally protect your brand and stop others from trading with it. Note that you may have to register in each individual region you are operating in depending on local requirements. Please also be aware that registration of a business name, company name, or domain name does not in itself give you any proprietary rights. Only a trademark can give you that kind of protection. To guarantee your ownership and right to use a mark, and ensure that you have exclusive rights to use your name now and in the future throughout the world, register your business name as a trademark. If you are unsure of what or how to register, you should seek the professional advice of an accountant or solicitor. In fact, so much is at stake, I recommend that you do seek professional assistance with the registration of your marks. The process is somewhat convoluted, so you don't want to take on the task yourself, only to make a simple mistake that can cost you dearly in the future. Every country differs, but in Australia, as an example, you may also need to register your business for Australian Business Number, ABN, Fringe Benefits Tax, FBT, Goods and Services Tax, GST, Pay As You Go Withholding, Tax File Number, TFN, Payroll Tax. Head starting to hurt yet? If you're reading this book to prepare for your first business, I'm guessing it's a challenge but one worthy of your focus and attention for just a little longer. Step 10. Important Legislation Every country is different, but as an example, in Australia, federal and state laws protect you, your business, and your customers from unfair trading practices and mishandling of personal information. These laws, together with industry codes of practice, help to ensure that your business operates fairly and competitively and that all consumers are adequately informed and protected. You need to be aware of your rights and responsibilities in relation to the following. Competition and Consumer Act of 2010 CCA is the main legislation that ensures fair trading in the marketplace. It deals with almost every aspect of your business, including advertising, price setting, and transactions with other businesses or consumers. CCA also covers unfair market practices, industry codes of practice, mergers and acquisitions of companies, product safety, collective bargaining, product labeling, price monitoring, and the regulation of industries such as telecommunications, gas, electricity, and airports. 
state and territory fair trading laws. Each state and territory also has its own fair trading laws, usually referred to as the Fair Trading Act, with consumer protection provisions much the same as those in the CCA. State and territory fair trading offices can give general advice on your business rights and obligations under fair trading laws. However, if you're unsure how fair trading laws apply to your particular situation, then I encourage you to obtain independent legal advice. Privacy Act in Australia The Federal Privacy Act 1988 sets rules for businesses handling personal information. It also allows individuals to file a complaint if personal information is mishandled. The Privacy Act only applies to certain businesses, so if you are unsure about your rights and obligations, you should seek independent professional legal advice. Your business may also be required to comply with other legislation and regulations administered by, in Australia, Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, Australian Taxation Office, and Australian Securities and Investment Commission. Each country will have its own variation of these government entities. Your accountant and or attorney can assist you with this. Step 11. Risk Management and Insurance Risks can be good, but only if you understand them and can control them. Otherwise, they can be a detriment to your business efforts. When we take risks we do not fully understand, or that we do not have some level of control over, we increase the likelihood of a bad result occurring at some point. In a similar fashion, you would not go out and drive a car you did not know how to operate, or drive it in a reckless fashion, or you would eventually crash. Risks to your business, however, can arise for many reasons, including interest rate or price increases, your competitors' activities, injuries resulting from hazards in the workplace, skilled staff leaving, natural disasters or terrorist activities. Some risks can be controlled and others cannot, but you better be prepared, or at least aware of them before they sneak up and bite you on the proverbial behind. Risk Management Managing risk is an important part of running your business, and whether you tend to be bullish like me, i.e. able to tolerate more than the average amount of risk, or more conservative, i.e. favoring less risk, you will fare better in business if you take on the amount of risk that suits your appetite. This way you will not end up with what I refer to as risk indigestion, which leads to worry and you becoming a generally cranky person. Risk management is a process in which you, number one, determine the true level of risk to your business, and number two, develop and implement strategies that allow you to manage and minimize the risk. Before you can properly manage your risks, they need to be identified. Begin with these questions. What can go wrong? What impact will it have on my business? What can we do to prevent it? What do we do if it happens? Taking out an appropriate form of insurance and the right dollar amount is usually an effective risk management strategy for small business. Having the proper type of insurance will protect your company from financial loss and minimize exposure to risk. You should research the different types of insurance available to your business, including asset and revenue insurance, people insurance, liability insurance. Before signing up to any type of insurance policy, evaluate its suitability and value in terms of your individual circumstances. Take the time to consider the following questions. What is covered? What is not covered? Are you underinsured? Do you understand the term co-insurance? When does your protection commence? What are the conditions of the insurance policy? 
What are the claims procedures? Do you understand the terms of a replacement policy? What are the renewal conditions? What is the reputation of the insurance company? What differences do you find when you compare policies? Are you prepared to negotiate pricing?